0: The official spokesperson for the City of Welland is the Mayor, and today we have the pleasure of speaking with Mayor Frank Campion to talk about what lies ahead for the City in 2022, what came before in 2021, what he thinks of this whole podcast idea, and perhaps most importantly, is he a fan of pineapple on his pizza? So with all that and more, let's find out with Mayor Frank Campion, what's up Welland.
1: Welcome to Mayor Frank Campion, who's joining us on What's Up Welland today. Uh, We were hoping to have you on a lot earlier than this, but of course, uh, best laid plans sometimes don't always work out the way we intended and uh, with the the most recent kind of uh, dip back into a mini lockdown, we had to postpone this, but uh, we are very pleased to welcome uh, welcome you here today, Mayor, uh, and uh, we're looking forward to chatting with you a little bit about what's going on in 2022 and, and what the city can expect uh, and kind of your outlook for uh, for the year ahead.
0: If we can, before we look ahead, let's look back at 2021. What were some of the highlights to you?
2: Well, 2021 was, uh, if you want to talk about highlights, uh, we have positive and negative highlights. And I think the, the negative highlight was that the COVID-19 didn't end when it was supposed to and extended into the 2021 year. So, um, that, that was disruptive to us, but it really didn't slow us down at all. So we had uh, record breaking growth again, uh, residentially, as well as, uh, you know, a lot of industrial commercial, um, investment in our community. So those are very positive, uh, moving forward with the, the empire development. You know, we put in some, uh, multi-sports, uh, facilities that will be opening up in the, in the new year. And of course, uh, you know, we, we are finally getting closer to getting ready to build the Dane or the, uh, Forks Road bridge in Dane City. So those are some of the highlights. Uh, again, just surviving COVID and continuing on, uh, the business of the municipality, I think is a significant, uh, achievement.
1: and 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 i mean here we are in in march when paul and i had actually talked about this a little bit like you know do we want to dip back into 2021 because it may not be a you know a fond memory for many but i think what happened in 2021 really sets the stage for what is coming in 2022 based off uh, a lot of what you just mentioned
2: yeah absolutely you know i think um you know, one of the things that we really did achieve was, uh, you know, record spending on infrastructure, things like roads and sewers. And that, that's a continuation going into 2022. So yeah, we set the stage for a lot of things to happen, uh, in 2022,
0: back in 2021. <laughs> so beyond roads and infrastructure, what else can we look forward to as we are well into 2022?
2: Well, I think 2022 is going to be the hopefully the year where we exit COVID and get back to seeing uh, in-person uh, meetings. We will see, you know, our events coming back. You know, concerts on the canal. Uh, people within the municipality will be able to uh, gather more. Uh, you know, the restaurants will be opening. So, uh, I think 2022 is going to bring us into, you know, kind of um, getting back to a more normal situation we're looking at investment you know it's going to continue we, there's nothing we can do really to stop the residential development within our community it's it's a uh, market 100% market driven and so we we're going to see that happening but we are deriving a lot of benefit from residential growth like you know empire paying for the Dane City bridge like empire paying for the multi sports plex behind the um, flatwater center so we're going to see those things opening up um you know, they were constructed in 2021 to large degree and they'll be opening. So you know, I'm seeing that we're going to have more recreational, cultural events happening in 2022, which would, you know, give the residents uh, getting back to normal, giving them something to look forward to. Uh, you know, again, we're going to be spending a lot of money uh, on infrastructure. So you're going to see a lot of construction throughout uh, the area. And we've got a couple of um, industrial developments that are going to come online they're under construction now we'll see that happening so you know but i think the big news for 2022 is just reopening all of our recreation and cultural events so people have things to do you know we haven't had parades we haven't had uh, the rose festival so all those things will be coming back hopefully in in 2022 and uh, i'm really looking forward to you know engaging with the community you know seeing them at all these events and you know the market square be fully open so looking forward to a very positive uh entertaining and fun 2022 and it won't be difficult to have a fun 2022 based on what we've experienced in 2020 and 2021 (laughs) so uh you know it's not going to be the bar is set low at this point but I think we're going to really excel on those types of uh, activities well and I
1: think you hit the nail on the head with you know the things that are uh you know people are going to be looking forward to from a recreation culture perspective right getting back outside getting into their programs concerts on the canal just uh, so many of the things that people are are or were accustomed to doing, you know, uh, throughout the the seasons uh, that were kind of put on hold for the last couple of years. So, um, yeah, it, it'll be good to get everybody back out. And like you said, kind of, you know, reintegrating with the community and, and getting back out to the events. Uh, and, and with all of the things that you just mentioned, uh, you know, obviously, as the mayor, you have uh, involvement in uh, many, if not all of them, uh, you know, whether it's approving projects as, as a member of council or, uh, you know, working with the community on various things. So your schedule as a mayor is, is packed. It is full from tip to toe. Uh, even, you know, working with your executive assistant, Teresa, to book you for today, it was, you know, okay, a bit of a, you know, a puzzle, right? Trying to figure out when we could, uh, when we could get you in because you don't just have city responsibilities as the mayor. You also have regional responsibilities. So. Can you tell us a little bit about how that balance and that, you know, kind of schedule fills up so quick with uh, everything that you have going on?
2: Well, yeah, it's definitely a busy schedule and it's going to get busier. You know, if we again, just looking back at 2020, 2021, you know, there are a lot of things that I participated in. Things like, uh, you know, the Association of Municipalities of Ontario, AMO, uh, FCM, um, you know those types of uh, events that took up a lot of time, so it was kind of uh, kind of a holiday from having to do some of those things in the past. But they're going to come back full force now, so it's going to get extremely busy. It's it's uh, not difficult to balance because Teresa, my executive assistant, is very good at scheduling. Um, you know, me and making sure that I show up at the right place. <laughs> she keeps right you on time. track. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I was just in the office a couple of minutes ago. You see, you better get going <laughs> <laughs> to, to the, uh, the, the show here. So, um, but, you know, with the region, there's a lot of overlap, you know, talking about the region and what's happening in our own municipality. And I think that's the importance of having, uh, the mayor uh, sitting on Regional Council uh, because you know a lot of the planning issues, a lot of uh, you know the infrastructure issues are are yeah, they overlap and and so we work with the region on a lot of those things. but essentially uh, yeah, it is a very busy schedule and that's sort of the life of of a mayor and uh, to a degree other politicians as well. so it's it's just kind of a fact of life and um, you know, I hope you had a great experience dealing with Teresa to get me uh, involved in this. So we did, yeah.
1: No, <laughs> Teresa is uh, she's fantastic. So we'll uh, we'll make sure to go back to. Her. Maybe we'll get her to schedule everybody.
0: She, she is a rock star. Think you even here before the uh,
1: our leader. schedule time.
2: <laughs> well, she, she is the uh, the uh, community producer for my television show on Yes TV. So she's got some expertise in the field. Excellent. And,
1: and so you know, we've talked a lot about uh, you know the kind of official mayoral responsibilities with council and regional council and things like that but when it comes to staying connected with you know the constituents in the city and the people who you know send emails and phone calls and want to you know bend your ear about this that or the other thing how do you balance or how do you kind of uh, you know make sure that you can carve out a little bit of time for for those folks who want to chat with you
2: yeah, that, that becomes just part of my scheduling day. So again, uh, if people want to talk to me. We, you know, Teresa sets it up and we can certainly have meetings. You know, as we get out of the COVID uh, situation, we'll be able to have more in-person uh, meetings with people. But, uh, you know, we do have, I do have put out, put out an e-bulletin with a message, uh, to the community as well as a message, mayor's message that it ends up on our website. Um, and a lot of it has to do with just, Normal life, so I will meet with people in a grocery store. You know, I do my own grocery shopping. Uh, I walk walk on Merritt Island every Wednesday and talk to people on the island. Uh, So it's always important to stay connected with the community. One of the things that is coming back again will be, you know, they have lunches at Hungarian Hall and uh, you know various functions like that where you can speak to a large number of people at a single event. So those are very important to uh, participate in, but. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, not not really a challenge. It's just a matter of making sure that we schedule people in so that I can talk to as many people that want to talk to me as I possibly can. Of course, this is a great uh, conduit to the community as well. What you're doing here, uh, Mark and Paul, you know, it's it's important. It's another way for us to communicate. So uh, I have my television show, <laughs> but yeah, so that's a very important part of the job as mayor. It's it's very very important. So we spend a lot of time ensuring that we can I can do that through my office.
1: So if you see Mayor Campion in the
2: produce aisle at the grocery store, he's he's ready to chat. Absolutely, and, uh, <laughs> you know, and people enjoy it. You know, people are respectful of my time, but uh, certainly they talk to me. And again, just walking on the island, you know, uh, Merritt Island, they, lots of comments about you know. I hope you can continue to you know clear the snow and clear the ice on Merritt Island. A great conversation with people, and fortunately, I was able to say, "Yeah, yes, we are," and uh, they're very grateful for that.
0: Mayor Campion, in speaking of events and news for the people in our community and what we can share on this podcast, what can you tell us about March 20th being declared by council or proclaimed by council as Francophonie Day in the city of Welland? What does that mean for our French-speaking community, and what is the importance of making this a proclamation?
2: Well, maybe I'll kind of work backwards on that one. So the reason that we... I really wanted to make the proclamation is to recognize the fact that it is Francophonie Day and recognizing, you know, Francophonie Day really um, celebrates and recognizes the importance of the French language and the French culture, the Francophone culture. Of course, Welland has a significant uh, Francophone population, a very important part of our community uh, in, a, in a lot of ways, you know, economically, culturally. Um, it's very important for us to, if we can, actually increase uh, the number of people who are francophony or francophiles, as they call them, speak uh, French, but not necessarily from a French background, as well as the Francophone community and the culture. So, um, yeah, it's very important for us to continue to do that. And, you know, I work with other organizations like SofaFran, which is a a mainly French organization of of uh, uh, black women uh, who have come to our country and other, you know, not just women, but it certainly focuses on women. But again, that's a French language thing, so um, you know, it really is an important part of our community. You know, growing up in Welland, uh, you know, I learned little, little bits and pieces of French uh, through my friends, so it's a, it's a, it's a great part of our community. Well, and I think it touches on
1: that in, that whole idea of inclusivity too, right? It's you know, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's a community we have a large. Uh, French population here in the city. And, uh, you know, it's an opportunity to, again, recognize, um, you know, that that French speaking community and, uh, you know, make sure that they do feel included and and that their voices are heard and, and that we recognize
2: them. And um, Absolutely. And, you know, I, I keep pointing out to people that, uh, you know, uh, the French language is, is one of our Canadian official languages. So it's an important uh, part of being Canadian as well. So we kind of uh,
1: you know touched on it here and there a little bit about just different ways to communicate, and uh, you know this podcast is the the newest initiative. What's uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on the podcast idea that
2: we're uh, we're rolling out here? Well, I think it's a great idea, especially because you started with me as your first guest. But. <laughs> well, truth be told, you are episode two. Episode one, it was the introduction. But okay, yes, you're our first no, official guest. Our okay, first official guest. <laughs> but, uh, no, I think it's, it's a great idea. Um, you know, Congratulations for uh, coming up with the idea, both of you, and certainly for executing it. Uh, it, it. The more ways we can communicate with the community, the better. You know, not everybody reads a newspaper. Not everybody, you know... Has Facebook or whatever, so um, you know every possible way we can come up with communicating is good. And, and you know, my understanding of the format is you know it's going to be very informative to the community of what's going on within our community, but also other other um, topics as well. So, uh, you know, I I love this idea, and uh, you know, looking forward to uh, listening and hearing what's going on in our community. Excellent. Well, I mean, we'll
1: definitely have you on again uh, the rest of this year you know, gets a little tricky with an election coming up and uh, who knows what's happening with that. Nobody, uh, we won't uh, make any predictions or, or ask you uh, for any predictions on, on what might occur during that time. But um, we, appreciate, uh, we appreciate you taking the time with us today. And as our first official guest, you will be getting now the question that all of our uh, guests will receive at the end of each episode and it's a very simple question and all we're looking for is a yes or no answer we don't need a rationale for uh, for said answer it's just yes or no um which maybe i don't know as a politician if you know that may not be quite in the wheelhouse but um, maybe it's not an option <laughs> no, it's already right yeah you know looking for that uh third option but um given uh You know, given uh, some of the conversations we've had uh, as a group uh, running the podcast, we would just like to know, Mayor Campion, pineapple on your pizza, are you a fan? Yes or no? You never put fruit on a pizza. (laughs) (laughs) We were looking for just a yes or no, but we got a little bit
0: more from the mayor. That is a decisive no. (laughs) I will take that as a decisive no. Absolutely no. no. I thought you were
2: going to ask me my favorite color.
1: (laughs) No. Now, you know, it's funny, just before we wrap up, I had said the same thing to somebody about, you know, fruit, you know, fruit on a pizza. And they said, well, what about a tomato?
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, you didn't ask me if you put pineapple juice on that's tomato juice in particular, that uh, is mostly in the piece of it. Yeah. You got me on that one. So, but the answer still remains no. See, you ask a simple question, you end up down
1: a rabbit hole anyway. So yep. it really doesn't matter. But anyway, Mayor Campion, thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Uh, we hope that, um, you know, the, the listeners will have found uh, some of what we said today informative and, and help them understand better, uh, you know, what goes on from the mayor's office and some of the roles and responsibilities that you have. So uh, we appreciate it very much. And we'll have you on again as soon as we can. Great.
2: Thank you very much.
0: I re- really appreciate it. And it's fun. Thank you, Mr. Mayor.
1: So we hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Mayor Frank Campion. And as mentioned in the first episode of this podcast, at the end of each episode, uh, whether it's Paul and myself, Paul and Tara, Paul, Tara and myself, or whoever happens to be uh, hosting, what we're going to do is we're going to bridge the gap between uh, what we heard from our guests and, and kind of our key takeaways uh, from the episode. So, uh, Paul, what, what were some of the things that you took away from what Mayor Campion said today?
0: I most appreciated his focus on the infrastructure that happened in 2021 and how much is planned for 2022. Welland is a quickly growing, quickly changing city. And by getting the pieces in place to help us achieve that growth, then Welland will just continue on its upward trajectory. And just hearing his excitement and passion about something like roads and bridges is... Uh, is great because who would have thought roads and bridges could be that, that much to get someone excited?
1: Absolutely, I think one of the, the big things for me was uh, you know just the mention of recreation and culture and events and people getting back out and enjoying the things that they become so accustomed to uh to doing you know especially in the spring and summer seasons and uh you know for the mayor uh you know who is somebody who is out at these events and you know he mentioned being out at the grocery store and chatting with people and just you know all of those things that uh, i think sometimes maybe we take a little bit for granted because our grocery trips now are get in get out and you know go home wash your hands right whereas before you you know browse a little bit you chat with somebody you know and you go from there
0: I think our days of taking that for granted are done in that as Welland reopens and as our events get into high gear, um, people can look forward to engaging with one another. And it's not the taken for granted. Oh, of course, it's the Rose Festival. It's something now to look forward to. Concerts on the canal are something to get excited about because of the absence of them
1: yeah time to celebrate right it's it's time to celebrate everything once again and uh, I think Mayor Campion helped shine a bit of a light on that so uh, for Paul and myself thanks for joining us on episode two we appreciate it and we'll be back with episode three and we hope you tune in anytime you want to leave us a question or an idea you can visit us at engagewelland.ca slash podcast and uh, yeah we look forward to getting uh, number three out out on the airwaves to you
0: take care